signals for the Baltimore Colts. Unitas gives to Amici. The Colts are the world champions. Amici scores. Amazing, sensational, dramatic, hard-running, exciting, thrilling finish in the history of college football. California has won the big game. Go crazy, folks. This is Phil Steele. This is Mike Burnham. This is Wes Durham. This is Mike Ashley. Woo, mercy, this is handsome Jimmy Vance, the Boogie Woogie Man. Hey, guys, I'm ESPN's Marty Smith, and you're listening to Big Dog Sports Talk with Rick Watson. Are you ready to rock? Are you ready to roll? Okay, let's do it. You're in the doghouse with Rick Watson and Big Dog Sports Talk on the WRAD Talk Network, 101.7, 103.5, and 1460. Simulcasting on 710 WFNR. Streaming online at WRADradio.com and the TuneIn app for your phone. Join the conversation now on the Long and Foster Baker Team Hotline, 540-639-4900. Now your host, Rick Watson. Rick Watson. It's the finally Friday edition of the program. Hope you're okay, wherever you might be. We would love to hear from you, as always, on the Louise Baker Team Hotline at 639-4900. Text line, 744-2990. Rick at New River Radio, if you want to send an email. Some of you do that. Jen, the Gamecock girl, joins us at 7.35. Mike Ashley at 8.05. And then Virginia Tech head football coach Brent Pry at 8.35. That's our lineup for today to send you into the weekend. Be safe this morning if you're out and about. It is uh, raining. A little while ago, we had the dreaded wind blowing the rain in some gusty rain showers so just be safe leave yourself a little extra time i believe it's supposed to clear on out of here mid-morning but then the wind's supposed to pick up this evening and then it's going to drop that's what's very frustrating about this weather we're gonna get temperatures down in the 20s tonight so yeah which makes it worse because then the um you know, the wind makes everything feel colder. 
Let me double check this thing here. Oh, yeah, down in the 20s tonight. The wind's supposed to finally get out of here about 9 o'clock. So that's your weather forecast. Not good. And we had mixed results last night locally on the hardwood. Big win for Virginia Tech, the women. And, you know, I've just been saying it. It just feels like they're the best team in the league, doesn't it? Last night they just absolutely throttled Duke in the revenge tour, if you will, for Kenny Brooks' squad. I mean, they led 33-14 to 14 at halftime. Duke had 14 halftime points. And in the first game where Duke kind of manhandled Tech a little bit physically, this time it was Tech turning the tables. 20 points for Liz Kitley. Georgia Amore, 20 more points. She was 4 of 8 from distance. Tech dominated the glass. They were plus 18 on the glass with 11 offensive rebounds. So there was a, a lot of good stuff last night for the Virginia Tech women as they go to 21-4, and 11-4 overall. And don't look now, but they've won five in a row. They have the rematch with NC State coming up on Sunday at 4 o'clock. Then they go to Carolina and then finish at Georgia Tech. So a chance, have to play well, obviously, but a chance to go out with an eight-game win streak. And now the Hokies are just one game out of first behind Duke and Notre Dame. But they obviously are capable of winning this entire tournament coming up and being a top-ten team. And at the very least, they could play themselves into a number two seed. If they win the ACC, they're going to be at least a two seed. As they're starting to rise to their potential. And that was a big crowd last night and a big win for the Tech women. We also had a big crowd down at the Dedman Center. Although the results, not so good. Radford once again in front of a big crowd, a national televised audience. Like they did last Thursday. Lost to a team with Bulldogs in its name. Gardner-Webb, the running Bulldogs, two weeks ago. And then last night, it was the UNC Asheville Bulldogs. Led by Drew Pember with 39, I'm sorry, with 19 points in 37 minutes. And Radford just could not make shots. 63-54. Asheville played pretty strong defense, but there were a lot of times Radford had wide open looks and they just could not make shots. And Backcourt was missing wide-open shots. And it's disappointing because it basically keeps Radford from any thoughts of trying to win the regular season in the Big South. And for the third time now, they have to rebound from a home loss and go on the road. So far, the good news is they're two for two when doing that. It happened against USC Upstate. A few weeks ago, last week, it was Gardner-Webb. Then we went to Charleston Southern. And then tomorrow, have to take on the defending champs along with Lancers, who are nearly unbeatable at home. So that will be happening tomorrow at 3 o'clock. So it is a litmus test now, a character check for Darius Nichols' squad. I know he was pretty upset last night just in terms of the fact that his, his team just – kind of 
lost communication. They lost details about their assignments defensively. There were a lot of things that broke down. Now, granted, Asheville's a, a really good team, and there's a reason they're 13-2 and two in the conference. They have 21 wins now in the season. Mike Morrell's done a really nice job with that team, and they have the league's best player in Pember. They have a veteran squad, a very dangerous team, the type of team that if Asheville goes through and wins the Big South in the tournament, they're the type of team that nobody in the in, uh, the rest of the NCAA, if you're a Power Five, wants to see this team, depending on where they would play. But we do appreciate everybody who came out. We had big crowd once again, a very boisterous crowd. Very impressive, too, when you have a game going on over at Tech like they did with the women and had a big crowd. So it was nice to see that many people come down to the Dedman Center. Students came out, and uh, unfortunately, it didn't go our way. But, you know, there will be other opportunities, and we'll see how it plays out uh, this Saturday at Longwood. Let's go to the Baker team hotline. Hey, good morning. Who's this? Hey, good morning. I'm sorry. Who's this? It's Rocky. Can hey, you hear me? Yeah, I got you, man. I'm sorry about that. I had the button. I didn't have the button pushed in all the way. How are you? I'm doing good, man. It was a good game last night. Good crowd out there. Um, you know, legendary coach Bud Foster was at the Dedman Center. He was. Sporting the Highlanders. Super cool to see Bud Foster uh, at the Dedman Center, Sporting Highs. Uh, thanks for Bud Foster coming out to the game. Super cool. Pember, uh, how far do you think he can go in a professional career? Um, he'll play somewhere. He's not an NBA prospect, in my opinion. I don't think his. He would have to gain a little weight, a little strength. I mean, he's a he's a six ten. He's a shooter. I don't think his game transfers at that level. But yeah, he can make he can make a pretty strong living. Rock uh, playing overseas. I believe that somewhere, somewhere, some legal playing. Yeah. As far as the Highlanders, um, I think one of the things that I've noticed that I would like to see change. Um, I think Darius Nichols has done an outstanding job. This is a really solid team. I feel like everyone who gets on the floor for the Highlanders can do something to help them win. But I'm what I feel like they're missing is a mean streak, is a nastiness. Um, I feel like at times they have excellent effort. They play hard. But I just kind of worry that they're not mean enough and they're not nasty enough. Um, last night, they could have used some anger. They could have used some vengeance. And I just, you know, they've got, what, three more games to go for the rest of the season before the Big South Tournament. And I think that they have just got to get mean and they've got to get nasty and you know, if that's going to be Darius Nichols preaching that from the top, um, I'm all for it. And I know Mike Jones, when he started at Radford, he was a nice, good-natured fella. And after a couple of years, things changed, and he just got angry, and he got mean, and he got nasty, and he wanted to win games more than the other team. And it showed. It showed with how the Highlanders played under Mike Jones. Mike Jones got to a point where he hated losing, he wanted to win, and it turned everything around for him and had that the teams he had because they just had a nastiness to them. 
And I think Darius Nichols has made a lot of hay. He's proven he's a very good coach. He's running a very good program. And I would like to see him just get a little more angry, get a little more possessed, get a little more driven towards the ultimate goal of winning because I think Asheville was the stronger team last night, and you don't want to say that if you're the Highlanders. Uh, any thoughts on that, Big Dog? Well, I think Darius was such a hard-nosed player when he was at West Virginia, and that was kind of like the, the thing that made him such a great collegiate player um, under, first of all, you know, he had uh, John Beeline and then Bobby Huggins his final year, was that he, uh, he understood that you have to have a certain mindset. I think last night he was disappointed in his guards more than anything because he felt like they did not meet um, – the toughness level of it. And he talks about that, and it's more of a communication thing. And he, he's more frustrated about the fact that he shouldn't always have to communicate with the guys from the bench. You know what I mean, Rock? It's like he, he, he wants those guys to understand and have better communication out there on the floor. And, you know, and he was talking about in the postgame last night about how you could watch the Asheville guards and they're talking to each other and they're directing traffic. And the Radford guards are just kind of looking around over the bench. And in the half-court sets, sometimes they looked a little lost. And I think that frustrated him, especially as a point guard, which is basically your quarterback of your offense. So I know he's going to work on that part of it. He wants his guards to have the same mindset he did. Um, you know, and I, and I think the most disappointing thing, too, is that, you know, this program's been on national TV the last two weeks, and they've, you know, they've kind of gotten rolled, you know, on their home floor. So – We'll see how they respond. Longwood's tough at home, and um, they're going to have to respond with a lot of emotion and a lot of uh, get ready for that student section because they've embraced this rivalry. It's going to be loud, and uh, going to be a lot of things coming over our radio broadcast from the students that if you have uh, virgin ears, you don't want to hear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I agree with what uh, Coach Nichols and was saying and what you're saying about the offense. The offense, to me, looks like they're using a lot of energy to not get a lot. It's just the shortest distance between two points is a straight line. And I think the highs are better when they take the ball to the basket. And when they start running the half-court offense and they start going through the motions, they're spending a lot of energy to maybe not get a very good shot. Like They go through the motions, and they're really trying hard, and then they end up with a shot that's not very good, and then they're kind of gassed by the time they get back on the defensive side. And I would like them to see see them be better, like what they're saying about the guards. They just take the ball to the basket, and good things will happen. And one of the things that kind of frustrated me was last night guys were crashing the boards, getting offensive rebounds for the highs, they would be two feet from the rim and turn around and pass the ball out when all they had to do was turn around and Tomahawk dunk the ball over their opponent. So I want to see them get from point A to point B with a straight line, the most efficient way, and just take the ball to the basket because the offense is it's taking up a lot of their energy to get a shot that's kind of not very good. And I think they'll be much more effective if they just take the ball to the basket. And I think, you know, Longwood is going to be a real kind of how how much do the Highlanders want it? I know they want it. I know they're going to come out and respond. 
That's all I got. Talk to you later, big dog. Thanks, Rock. Appreciate it. Yep, got to stay behind the team, and uh, it's frustrating right now. Every time you come off a loss, it, it makes you feel, you know, it's tough. It's tough when you come off a loss. But they have to do it again. Much like Virginia Tech tomorrow on the men's side. By the way, we're going to have some Tech. Uh, we got we got one pair of basketball tickets. We'll give away a little bit later on for the game tomorrow. Hope you're doing okay wherever you might be. We'll take a break. We'll come back here on the finally Friday edition. We have Jen, Mike Ashley, and then Brent Pry. Stay with us. We've heard the other guys, and frankly, we've heard enough. Now shut that door and get the hell out of here. The grown-ups are talking, so sit down and listen. Yeah, that's right. Big Dog Sports Talk with Rick Watson returns next on the WRAD Talk Network. I mean, they're thirsty in Atlanta, and there's beer in Texarkana, so let's load up the Trans Am. Get the rig going. Let's go wake up Jerry Reed from his bed with his 12 kids running around. Let's go buy some cores. Let's get them down to Atlanta where they're not so thirsty. Maybe along the way we bump into Sally Field. Congratulations to the uh, Radford wrestling team. They're state-bound in the Salem Civic Center this weekend. Tomorrow and Sunday, is that right? Taven Williams, Lance Duncan, Charlie Davis, Cole Martin, Dawson Martin, and Zeb Martin. Good luck to the Radford grapplers. I've always enjoyed the word grappler. If I were a wrestling play-by-play guy, I would throw out the word grappler almost exclusively. Great song. So you got to dodge him, you got to duck him, you gotta keep that diesel trucking. Just put that hammer down and give him hell. Yeah, keep the hammer down and give him hell. That's good life advice, too. It's not just because you're driving a rig trying to win a bet between a couple rich guys, one being Paul Williams. <laughs> one of the biggest flaws of Aaron McFarling's life is that he's not seen Smokey and the Bandit. And I'm hoping he's correcting that now that he has a little more time since he's no longer writing on the Roanoke Times beat and working for Topps Baseball Cards. When we have him back on, we're going to have to see if that's been rectified in his life. Or has he just continued to watch Rocky Four 74 times? I'm not sure where he might be on that. Coming up a little bit later on the program, Jen the Gamecock Girl, 735, Mike Ashley, 805. And then 
Virginia Tech head football coach Brent Pry joins us in our final segment for another week at 835. So we're looking forward to all that. All right? All right. We're going to step out, take a break, come back more of hour number one. Hope you're well wherever you might be. If you head out in the boat this morning, you're going to run into a little bit of rain, so be prepared for that. Stay with us. like the yeah part of that song welcome back 25 minutes for the top of the hour hope you're well wherever you might be 639-4900 text lines open 744-2990 roger said hey you sound a little down this morning i said yeah i am i'm a little down hey man when you're the voice of a program and you bleed highlander red and blue it you feel takes a little while to get over a loss like last night. I'm, I'm trying, though, Roger. I'm trying to get through it. Let's go back to the Baker team hotline. Hey, good morning. Who's this? Hey, this is Gary. How you doing? Hey, Gary. How are you? I'm good. Uh, you were just playing the Jerry Reed song, and it got me to thinking, um, if we wanted criminals to not continue to commit crimes, what do you think would be the better uh, way of going about it? Make them watch 12 Hours of Friends or listen to 12 Hours of Duran Duran? <laughs> oh, Oh, that's easy for me. I, oh, my, my, I mean, you set them down in front of friends and forced them to watch that and listen to the canned laughter. Now, the only thing is you're going to have Jennifer Aniston there that is obviously pretty pretty nice to look at. So um, Duran Duran for 12 hours, too. I would replace Duran Duran with Natalie Imbruglia. Then maybe I would pick Natalie Imbruglia. <laughs> I don't know that much about her. I mean, I, I know I've heard songs from her, but, uh, you know, Duran Duran was just all over the place. Yeah, the I'm with you. Yeah, that's a good call. Me up the, the <laughs> that's a good call, too. <laughs> okay, thanks, Rick. Thanks, Gary. Appreciate it. Uh-huh. Yeah, there's a reason you haven't heard much Duran Duran here on the program over the last two-plus years after the reboot. Hungry like the wolf. Hungry like the wolf. Her name is Rio, and she dances on the sand. Reflex, flex, 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 flex. You've gone too far this time. What really upsets me is how I know those Duran Duran lyrics so easily. (laughs) But yeah, Roger, I am a little down. He says, I'm trying. Your lifeblood is this... uh, this university and this basketball program, and then uh, it didn't work out last night, man. It's it's uh, it's good therapy, though, coming in here and doing the program, talking to the peeps. 
And it'll be good therapy talking to Jen, Mike Ashley, and then Coach Pry too, as well. Let's go back to the Baker team hotline. Hey, good morning. Who's this? Good morning, young man. Hokey Bob here. Hey, Bob. How you doing, man? Very good. Saw an absolutely flawless women's game last night in Castle Coliseum. Oh my goodness! Absolutely. What thirty-four to what thirty-three to fourteen at halftime? Something like that. Woo! When it was fourteen at halftime, I I, I just said that this can't be Duke. This must be Northwestern East Southern Teachers College <laughs> or something. I mean, it was absolutely unbelievable how well they executed. I mean. Uh, it's probably the most flawless game I've seen, regardless of gender, in basketball in my entire life. They just could do no wrong. And Duke couldn't do some right. So uh, it, it fell in there. Great crowd last night. Yeah, it looked like it Great was absolutely crowd. packed. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Well, you know, we've talked about it, Bobby. I get the sense that they're the best team in the league right now. I really do. I think they are. I think they're the team that um, everybody's going to be. Even though they may not go in as number one seed, maybe they will. But they are really playing some good basketball. What a time to put together a five-game win streak. Well, you're absolutely right. And they're peaking. They are peaking now. And they're going to go into the uh, conference uh, uh, playoffs. And it's going to be incredible how well I hope they play. Um, also, once again, you the area with the Pry interview, and I hope it's as informative as your Fuente interviews were. <laughs> I will. I will do my best to see if we can get Coach Pry to be as uh, open uh, and you know and honest about things. <laughs> I'm sure if anybody can do it, you can do it, big dog. Have a great weekend. Oh, thanks, Bob. <laughs> I needed that, Bob. Thank you very much. <laughs> Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, Coach Pry's great. I mean, he's uh, – it'll be a fun conversation. I want to get into these morning workouts, man. Like, I'd like to go over there and just do what Andy Bitter did and watch. These hunger drills. I think that's really cool. Culture starting to be established. What well, started already last year, but really now continuing – advancing, evolving. You know, I, I'm just going to say it, man. I really believe, I believe that I think Tech's going to have a really big bounce back season. I, I just think year two means a lot. I think you can make a jump as a coaching staff like you can as a player. Well, what kind of improvement does he make from his freshman to sophomore year? What kind of improvement does he make from his rookie to his second year? Right? You hear that all the time, whatever level of sport you're watching. Well, how about from a coaching staff perspective? How much better are they going to be now? Look, what have I said the biggest problem is in this world? The lack of self-awareness. <laughs> you could never apply that terminology to Coach Pry. The entire season, even through the seven-game losing skid, there was self-awareness every time he met the media. Every time. Every time. And I think that goes a long way. I really do. I think you start to get lost in any walk of life or business or if you're responsible for a group of people at any 
corporation or anywhere you work, if you're the, if you're the manager of a fast food place, right, whatever it might be you're doing in your life, having that self-awareness, especially when you're leading people and you're in charge of people, is vital. It's vital. Let's go back to the Baker team hotline. Hey, good morning. Who's this? Is this Big Dog Sports Show? Yes, it is. Who's this? Is this uh, Big Dog Sports personality? Yes, it is. It is. <laughs> well, Big Dog, I haven't talked to you in a good while. You know who this is, don't you? Is this Coach O? Yes, it is, hey, Big Dog. Hey, what's up? Ed Orgeron joining us on the program. Hey, Coach, how are you? I'm not live in my Big Dog. <laughs> Uh, yeah, you're actually on the radio right now, Coach. <laughs> oh, my gosh, Big Dog. Well, Big Dog, I just want to tell you, I'm going to come by and see you Monday and Tuesday. I'm on my way over to the uh, Virginia Beach Newport News Dismal Swamp. I told you I was making a retirement home oh. over there. But anyway, I'm going to come by and see you Monday. I'm oh. on my way, and I'm going to bring you some turf grass Uh all right. Okay. All right. Yeah, I can't wait. I appreciate that, Coach. <laughs> did you get my letter? Uh, no, I did not. Well, I sent you a big letter about the uh, OTCA, the College Turfgrass Association, <laughs> yeah. getting ready, you know, to um, extend things and everything. And um, I'll tell you more about it when I get there. But okay. I just want to tell you, I love you, and. Uh, you are really a, a sports personality. We miss you down here in the swamp. And I just want to say thank you for taking my call. And um, I just um, I think you're something else, big dog. You well, really are. Well, you're number one in my book. And thank you for giving me a lot of time talking to you, okay, big dog? Right, well, I appreciate that, Coach. Thanks a lot. That means a lot. I appreciate you. <laughs> well, I hope I wish you I wish you got my letter about the turf grass. Yeah, it's did pretty not. cool. Yeah. And they're going to make a lot of money. Coming up next couple of years on selling marijuana Uh-oh. at colleges. Oh, okay. All right. Well, that'll be well received. Everybody will be passed out of sleep at uh, halftime of games. <laughs> well, like I said in the letter, you know, isn't that something? We know you're over here watching the Virginia Tech Hokies. You go out at halftime, get your little Coke, um, get your little toke, and then after you get a little toke, you go inside the stadium and listen to the band play the hokey pokey. There you go. You might start You might start dancing at that point. Uh, that is true, big dog. But anyway, I'll talk to you later, big All dog. Right, and thanks, thank coach. you so much for having me on the air. And I'll see you probably Monday or Tuesday, okay, big All dog? All right, sounds good, coach. Thanks a lot, man. Be safe. All right, I love you, big dog. Right, you You're too. the best, big you dog. Too. You Thanks. really are. Thanks. You are great, big dog. Thanks, Coach. We miss you on the sidelines. Thanks, man. <laughs> Bye-bye. Ed Orgeron, ladies and gentlemen, joining us on the program. <laughs> Apparently, he's into a different field now in his professional life. <laughs> wow. Good stuff. See, I need that. See, this is the therapy I need from you, the best listening audience in radio. I'm not going to lie, I've been down. I was down last night going home after that game last night. I was uh, not down on the kids. I'm not down on anything involving Coach Nichols. But I'm just down because you lose, right? You had a chance to be in first and then you lose. And now you're looking at trying to salvage what you can in the regular season to get ready for the tournament. Um, So, yeah, been a little little bummed. It was a little tough getting, getting sleep last night. But sometimes you got to tip your hat to the opponent, and UNC Asheville just absolutely outplayed Radford last night. I mean, that's the only way you can look at it. There's no excuses other than 
you just got beat. And sometimes you get beat. And sometimes you just have to go, all right, well, how do we have to uh, improve to prevent that from happening again? Because it was um, pretty much start to finish last night. Asheville coming to Radford, showing you why they are the best team in the league. They've won nine road games now in conference play. Nine. And they've now won 12 of their last 13 games overall. Drew Pember, the Tennessee transfer, is the real deal. I mean, he is a terrific college basketball player. And we'll see if Radford can uh, get off the deck tomorrow in uh, a very difficult place to play up in Farmville. They're opening up a new arena next year. And (laughs) it's great to see that program advance, but they have – a home court advantage at Willett Hall that it might be tough to recreate that. We'll see going forward. But um, Radford's last time in Willett tomorrow at uh, 3 o'clock. We're going back to Bob's call. We've had a couple text messages, folks who were at the game last night. I think the Tech women are, are exactly on the trajectory they need to be heading into the postseason. Now, I know they still have some regular season things to navigate through. And um, I know Coach Brooks and the players, they will not look ahead, but we can a little bit, right? They're a game out of first. They've won five in a row. The rematch with NC State coming up. Carolina won't be easy. And then uh, Georgia Tech. So this team has, you know, when we had Georgia on last week, it's – A lot of good stuff that she talked about, but one of the things that I kind of took out of listening to her, they know they're good, right? They do. They know they're a good team. But there's no assumption, if I can say this right, I didn't get the sense that Georgia or any of those players have an assumption they're going to be good just because they show up at an arena. They know they have to go out and, and execute and do all those things together as a team. Um, and they do that, right, and do that. So I believe that they're the best team in the conference right now. I think they showed that last night. Duke was a, a top-10 team, at least in ranking, and those numbers are whatever you want to make out of them. Tech ranked far too low, in my opinion. And they can continue to get that kind of production, another double-double from Liz Kitley. But the biggest thing about last night that I think, if we had Kenny Brooks on right now, is how they met the physicality of this Duke team that's had this great year under a new coaching staff because of the way they play defense. All right, they're a physical team. Kenny Brooks said it after that game that they lost at Durham. They just got beat up, and they backed down because Duke was physical, physical, physical at all five positions. Well, they were braced for it last night. Last night was a personality test, was a toughness test. And those ladies took it personally last night. And there's a lot of times that you go out and you perform when you in sports specifically when you take things personally. And I think that is a very, very good characteristic to have heading into the final parts of the regular season and entering the ACC tournament. I really, really believe that. Take it personally. Be offended. 
right? Go out there and show people that, no, no, we're not a soft team. We're not a team that you can come in and bully. They were the bullies, and then they become the bulliers, <laughs> right? They went from role to the other role last night. And Duke leaves kind of with its pitchfork between its legs, right? Yipping out of town after Tech absolutely hammered them last night, 61-45. Duke and Notre Dame still a game ahead of Tech, but um, that could change down the stretch. But regardless, wherever Tech ends up being seated, I think they've got a great shot in that postseason. All right, we're going to take a break, come back, wrap up Hour 1. Remind you what's ahead on the program in Hours 2 and 3. We have a huge third hour today. Hope you're okay wherever you might be. We'll be back. Stay with us here on the Finally Friday Edition. started correctly with the finest sports talk known to all mankind. Pretty good. It's pretty, 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 pretty good. Big Dog Sports Talk returns next on WRA. Hi, this is Kenny Brooks, head women's basketball coach at Virginia Tech. And I love listening to Big Dog Sports Talk. I saw a werewolf with a Chinese menu in his hand. Walking through the streets of Soho. In the Wrapping up hour number one of the program here on the finally Friday edition. Hope you're well wherever you might be. Coming up, Jen the Gamecock Girl, 735. Mike Ashley, 805. And then... The head football coach of the Virginia Tech Hokies, Brent Pry, got late confirmation last night, once again from Coach. He'll join us today. Hope you're doing well, wherever you might be. A little rainy this morning. And then, I mean, tonight's going to be awful. It's going to be windy. It's going to be bone-chilling cold. Oh, there's nothing worse than the wind. A heavy wind, anyway. And that'll be uh, this evening we have to look forward to. Ooh, yay. We have a pair of tickets for the uh, Tech men's game tomorrow against the uh, Pitt Panthers as well. I believe, what is that, a 5 o'clock tip, if I'm not mistaken? Pretty sure that's a 5 o'clock tip. Maryland beat Purdue last night. Purdue's kind of uh, hitting some hard times here. Mm-mm, mm-mm, mm-mm. Yep, Pitt is at uh, 5 o'clock tomorrow. Just want to make sure before I said that convincingly. Virginia should have a cakewalk. They have Notre Dame. Uh, what else is interesting tomorrow? I don't know why Georgia Tech's playing Florida Tech. Clemson and Louisville. Wake and Miami, that could be a pretty good game, although Miami's rolling right now. B.C., Florida State. (laughs) And then (laughs) Duke, Syracuse as well tomorrow. Boy, I tell you what, would you go watch 
BC play Florida State. If you had free tickets down in Tallahassee, would you just say, nah, it's fine. I think I'll stay on the beach. Oof. And we'll see how the men respond. They've got uh, Pitt tomorrow at 5 o'clock. If you want to go to the game, call me up right now, 639-4900. First person to get through, they're yours. I'm feeling generous this morning. Not going to do trivia as planned. Just call me up, 639-4900. You want to go see the Tech men play Pitt tomorrow. First one to get through, tickets are yours. We'll be back. Hour two here on a busy, finally, Friday edition.